you know, I'll always feel an obligation to all the people who supported me. I just will. I mean, you know, it's just the way it is. And, and um, uh, you know, and I like you. I mean, this is the greatest state and the greatest nation in the history of the world. I mean, yeah, we have some there's some issues going on right now, but we the people have to stand up. And more than that, they can't be afraid. I mean, all everything that we see out there. Uh, you know, leads people to, and, and I remember seeing it last year. I mean, one of the things that really caught me so much off guard, and there were, there were only a couple of things that did, but was this folks in a lot of cases just seemed defeated. And I'm like, guys, n- we can't, we can't be that way, you know, and, and we have to believe we have to, you know, um, uh, you know, believe who we are. We have to believe in American exceptionalism and how great we as Americans are and how blessed we are. And, and, you know, and, and I, I do hear, uh, you know, folks say, well, uh, you know, the United States had mentioned in the Bible and so on. And I'm like, I got it. I got it. I got it. But in the end, in the end, it's not government. It is God who grants our liberty and grants our freedom, not government. So we should be fighting for it no matter what. And and always standing up on those principal, you know, values that you were just talking about. You know, these are, this is basic stuff. But, you know, people in Wyoming should not. Um, I just uh, I was just taken by that overall with all the town halls I did. It's just, you know, it's just it just it it, it kind of got to me a little bit. And I'm thinking, OK, you know, we we need folks to start standing up. And, and I, I applaud you for what you've done and, and those other, you know, principal folks that are down in our legislature doing this. And I'm hoping that people will look at this and because it really is a nonpartisan thing. I mean, like who in the world wouldn't want their property tax cuts, you know. Liberty's Place for You, and a number of my compatriots from Cheyenne were there. Not to boast, but I did get a little award from the John Birch Society for 100% constitutional voting, and uh, I guess I'm going to buy a bigger house because I don't have enough wall space. (laughs) Anyway, joining with me today (laughs) is none other than former gubernatorial candidate Brent Bien, whom I did endorse, by the way, just in the interest of full disclosure so anyway brent welcome back to the ramble room how you doing oh thanks ken i appreciate it i'm doing doing great i would expect nothing less brent and a number of other folks i think uh, cheryl aguiar who's been on the show rich weber got together and they said you know if the legislature doesn't want to do its job and offer property tax relief which incidentally the conservatives there we busted our tail and and uh, we actually had a bill very similar to what you're proposing, Brent, that I think it was the Senate Revenue Committee shut it down after we'd already got it past the House. But it goes on and on. There were, oh, 20, 21 bills or something. Virtually nothing got passed and no relief for the folks. So Brent has taken the People's Initiative and put together a bill that would come out if they can gather the 30,000 signatures necessary put together a, well, Brent, you tell us what it is. 
Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks again, Ken. And uh, and I, I appreciate your efforts and all the principled conservatives that are trying to uh, to actually do something for the folks around Wyoming, because, uh, uh, you know, we know with this, this horrible federal policy with inflation where it is, gas prices to the roof. Uh, you know, the last thing people need is uh, are these massive property taxes we have around the state. And it's, it's just uncalled for in, in Wyoming. And uh, but, so you know, we the, the, the title of this is the People's Initiative to Limit Property Tax in Wyoming Through a Homeowner's Property Exemption. And uh, the the inception was back in uh, in December. Uh, Rich, Cheryl and I, uh, we met down in 10 sleep. I brought my whiteboard and uh, we, we basically sat down and uh, with uh, my campaign card and I said, OK, how do we do this? You know, because if we're not going to get down to Cheyenne, how do we how do we still have an impact on this state? And uh, so we went through a whole bunch of things. And of course, the basis, all three of us, um, uh, and just phenomenal people. And I, I know a lot of a lot of folks know them out there and uh, but they really are the true patriots. And, and but we sat down and and the common denominator among all of us is that, uh, you know, everything is about freedom. It's all about freedom, because without freedom, we really have nothing. And uh, of course, our, our uh, one of the primary uh uh, pillars, I guess, upon which our country was founded was private property rights. So, you know, we, we looked at this and, and uh, it's like, OK, if the legislature uh, and this was before before the legislature met, and it's like, OK, well, let's let's kind of see. Let's rack and stack uh, these things and uh, and let's kind of see what's going on. And, and uh, uh, at the time, crossover was a big deal, you know, and 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 uh, and. And, and the voting machines, et cetera, property tax was, was a big deal. So we kind of waited to see what the legislature did. And then uh, and then when it turned out that the legislature did absolutely nothing, uh, then it's like, OK. Oh, wait, wait, you know. wait. I'm going to push back. Yeah. I'm going okay. to push back. <laughs> Understanding this is this is like a friendly amendment to your statement. Um, mm-hmm. Mark Jennings and I did get one bill passed, uh, which was a study bill. Yeah, well, and yeah. yeah, the problem with that, of course, is we won't see any results from that for a couple, three years because this would have to come right. out on the 24 uh, ballot as as your initiative would as well. And, right. and then there was they at the last minute, they cobbled up another bill, frankly, illegally and against the rules and mm-hmm. uh, completely rewrote it to be something that we had already killed and. Long story short, a few people got a little bit of relief, but where I'm coming from, it needs to be across the board. If if you own property, okay. you need some relief. So I'll I'll let you continue <laughs> there. But I had to. Push yeah, no, back no, and you're you're bit. right, you're right. I'm I'm familiar with the uh, the Act Study Group, and and uh, you know that was one of the things I campaigned on last year was acquisition value. Yes, it was. And and you know so as we were as we're looking at this, we. There's several groups around the state. I'm sure. I'm sure you're aware that uh, are working an acquisition value type of uh, uh, bill or whatever. You know, just kind of some some groups going on, and um, uh, whether they're interdependent or in, intradependent on on what you guys are doing. I, I don't know the relationship there, but whether it's here in Port County or down in you went uh, and, and and of course you guys over in Sheridan. And uh, and of course, Cindy Barlow is, uh, you know, we we've talked a lot uh, so much about this and it's, you know, our thought was, is, OK, we need to do something. We've looked at all the numbers um, and uh, what can we do via a people's initiative and act value is is that's that's a big that's a big chunk. So it's like, OK, how do we narrow this down? Because these initiatives are, you know, it's basically a one item type of thing. 
And so we, we had several different renditions of this thing. And we went back and forth between the three of us. And, and uh, you know, I, I believed, I, I thoroughly believed that, uh, and as we all do, that, you know, living in this state, being a resident of Wyoming should have its benefits. And I just like hunting and fishing. So, so we decided, okay, well, let's make this for Wyoming residents. Okay. Hey, cut and dry. Well, it doesn't matter who you are in Wyoming, you know, if you're a resident of this state. So somebody can come in at the last minute, um, buy a piece of property and avoid the taxes. Is that how that works with your No, it doesn't. All right. We align, we align this with uh, fishing and hunting. So a resident is 365 days here. And uh, so the way it reads in a nutshell is the primary residence of Wyoming residents and a primary residence is basically already already uh, uh, predefined um, uh, in statute. And uh, but living in that residence for six months prior to the beginning of the tax year uh, of Wyoming residents, that 50 percent of assessed value is tax exempt. And that's the way it works. It yeah. seems to me there was also a minimum of a year living within the state to, to actually establish residency. Was that part of yours? Uh, it is. That's that's 365 days. That's right. So we lined okay. it up with uh, fishing and hunting. That's right. Yeah, I, I was a little unclear on that, the way that it came out. Somebody doesn't have to live in Wyoming all 365 days every year, but they have to have been here at least a year before this qualifies. I'm thinking of the snowbirds. Right. Well, they this this has to be their primary state. Correct. Right. Correct. So. So, yes. Yes. And um, uh, and and to be in that to own that property. Uh, the primary residence for six months prior to the tax year. So, so uh, in this, you know, we're looking at this for tax year 2025. Um, and, um, you know, what naturally once it gets certified, it's going to be sometime after the election is, you know, uh, presuming we get it on the ballot, get the signature, pre or the requisite signatures, get it on the ballot. And then once the secretary of state certifies it, um, then uh, it'll be uh, for tax year 2025. That's, that's the goal. So, so it's uh, that. That's where we went with this thing. We try to keep it very simple, very direct to the point. I mean, this thing is maybe three and a half pages long, and uh, uh, so um, uh, and and that's where that's where we are. And there's a lot of other things, you know, that uh, that we were looking at. But uh, I, I will tell you of, of of one of the few folks in this state that was doing statewide campaigns last year. Uh, I, I tell you, I heard it from all four corners of the state. Uh, on this property tax. And, and you know, there's, a, there's this narrative out there that Wyoming is a low tax state. And in actuality, you know, we're seventh in the nation per capita in paying tax. And, uh, and that's, that's, you know, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable. And, and of course, we're, we're kind of in the middle of the pack in per medium income. So, uh, and of course, Teton County kind of skews some of that, you know, it's the wealthiest county per capita in the nation. You've gotten some pushback from yeah. existing legislators. I know Dan Zwanitzer mm -hmm. came out and spoke sure. and tried to say you're robbing the schools. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you, how would you respond to that? What's, what's your answer to Dan? Yeah, I throw it right back at him. He's the one doing it. You know, he's the one doing it. We have not had a full complete wall to wall audit in this state since 1989 we have no clue how much money it actually takes to run this government and i tell you in our constitution the one word that needs to be changed is schools to education okay because our money's going to all sorts of i mean we have the most beautiful schools in this nation hands down we have unoccupied schools and and uh 
uh, you know, it's this has nothing. This that's a legislative thing. This bill says nothing about schools. It's just like uh, uh, in this bill. Also, if somebody wants to pay more tax, there's nothing in here that's preventing somebody from paying more tax. <laughs> but that that's on him. That's on the legislature for doing that. I, I just say, let me chime in on that a little bit. During the last session, where yeah. we had a two billion dollar surplus, and I'll get to that in just a yes. second because you're. You had a $2 billion surplus. We fully funded the schools for basically everything that they asked for in our mm -hmm. spending. Wyoming schools, and, and that money, by the way, didn't go to those fancy buildings you mentioned. I just drove through Shoshone the other day, and uh, that's an awful nice building for however many students they got there. Not that I begrudge it. It's nice to have nice things. To give the idea that Wyoming can't afford a couple hundred million is, is ludicrous in light of the fact that we just put $1.5 billion in the bank. And that, to me, I, I like to picture in my mind uh, Scrooge, and not the skinny one that was on TV, but a big fat one with a cigar and a top hat sitting on bags and bags of money and looking down at Bob Cratchit and saying, no, you can't have another piece of coal. I can't afford it. So Tony Locke, he was on my show a while back, and he said, you hear politicians talk about doing what's right for Wyoming. Mm -hmm. And he says, I wonder, are they talking about the government of Wyoming? Or are they talking about the people? That's right. And that's what we're looking at here. You have schools that are opulently funded. And the big screech whenever you talk about cutting back on any taxes is well, you're, you, we can't cut the school budget. We can't cut the education. That's mandated by the Constitution. And that is a warping of of the truth there but anyway yeah, you're the right. guest so I should let you <laughs> no you're, you're spot on. well the, the way i look at this <laughs> is uh you know a corrupt irresponsible lazy and secular leaning government uh all through history they will always target the people and you know we see our government going that way i mean it's easy it's easy to come after the people because the people you know what needs to happen in cheyenne is we need whether it's cash-based, zero-based, performance-based, it's all basically the same thing. That's the kind of budgeting we need. And these guys down there have gotten so used to going after the people for their money. And and I look at this, and you you mentioned the the state mineral trust fund and the and you know the the 1.8 billion you know the, you know in supplemental budgeting. And I'm looking at that, going, okay, so what are we really investing this in? So it's like, okay, most of this is going to equity funds. Well, shoot, these are high risk. You know, there's no guarantee on return on principle. Uh, you can't borrow against this stuff. So, you know, we got 25 billion plus sitting in the bank. Right. And it's like, well, wait a minute. And, you know, I remember asking Kurt one time, Kurt Meyer one time, I, uh, uh, I think it was Kurt. And I said, well, how do we get the money out of there? Well, we'll get penalized if we do. And I'm like, well, what does Wyoming need to turn 65? You know, I mean, why, you know, 1890, 1890, you know, and and, you know, but I look at this and 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 we always hear the argument um, of these politicians hiding behind the children, you know, everything, the education of the children, the safety of the children. I'm going, what in the world is going on here? And, um, you know, we hear, it. we hear it federally, we hear it all around the nation. We hear everything else. You know, it's the children are the parents' responsibility, not the government's responsibility. And, and, and we see this in this sec, you know, in the way this, this, uh, uh, this country's leaning right now, but this, you know, this didn't just happen. I mean, this has been going on for decades and, and, uh, 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 you know, so as I look at this and I'm, you know, it's almost, 
it's almost like a legalized extortion. I'm sitting here thinking, going, wait a minute here, you know, and, and we can't do anything with this money. I mean, and for so many po- folks around the state, uh, you know, it is raining. I mean, the, this this mineral trust fund is supposed to be a rainy day fund. Well, shoot, we can't even access it. It's like, what what are we doing? You know, what are we actually doing with this money? Is this for preservation of the government? I mean, the people aren't going to see this money, uh, you know, but the government, uh, you know, the probably will. Our state government probably will. And we have to remember, too, that this is money's not titled in Wyoming. You know, it's under J.P. Morgan Chase, which BlackRock is a majority stakeholder in J.P. Morgan Chase. And, you know, and, and, and these are all the ESG, the environmental social governance uh, bigwigs, uh, you know, along with Vanguard and State Street, you know, they're basically running the world right now. And, and so, you know, as we look at this, it's like, okay, what, what, what are we doing with all this money and why in the world, uh, uh, you know, is it, can we not reinvest this back in Wyoming? And, let, you me, know, and, let me jump in again ahead. there. You just said, what are we doing with all this money? And that's an excellent question because YDOT came back and said that they're $400 million short of being able to take care of the roads. Well, that's a primary function of government. That's right. So we've got all of these millions and billions of sitting around. And you didn't even talk about the 600, we call them coffee cans, but the little trust funds set up that are funding all sorts of baloney all over the state. Um, That's right. Millions and billions of dollars all over the place. And remember my picture of Scrooge sitting there, the fat guy with the top hat and a cigar on these bags of money. So YDOT comes and says, we don't have enough money to properly maintain the roads. And the instant reaction is not to reach down and grab a a bag of money and hand it to him and say, hey, I should have paid for this before. The instant reaction is turn around to Bob Cratchit and said, not only can you have another piece of coal, but you got to bring in the buckets you got at your house because we have to fix the roads. That's right. That's right. You are. Yeah, you're spot on, Ken. You're spot on. And, you know, th- this this is, uh, you know, and I also noticed in the supplemental budget that, OK, we're going to hire 20 extra. I believe it's 20 extra state employees. And, you know, you look across, you know, since we're kind of talking education. And again, this bill has no, doesn't even mention anything about this. This is this is all right, a legislative action. The I mean, correlation, the correlation right. for those listening, though, is that the funds that would be cut. Mm-hmm. are designated to go towards the schools, at least in part. There, there are other things in there, too. But, of course, representatives wanted to pick that one out to pluck at the heartstrings, which is the, the first thing they try to do. So uh, please continue. Yeah, no, and, and that's what they were going to do. I mean, these liberal, these liberal uh, you know, representatives and senators are liberal legislators. Uh, they're going to do this, and, and it's because the people are the cash cow. And, and uh, you know, they need their pet projects funded. And this all goes back to, you know, the way we do budgeting in this state. Yeah, we're not supposed to run a deficit, but, you know, it's kind of it, it's just it's just you know, that's why we need to change the way we do budgeting in this state. But again, we we don't know. I really don't think anybody knows how much money it actually takes to run our government and uh, our state government. And uh, so. Uh, but the thing is, is, you know, and instead of the way the and this is really a bipart or a, um, a nonpartisan issue, because, I mean, who wouldn't want their property taxes lowered? You know, so whether Democrat, Republican, whatever. Well, Wyoming taxpayers are freeloaders, haven't you heard? We, we rely <laughs> completely on the mineral industries and we skate paying almost no taxes. Um, yeah, there are a yeah. number of studies out there that show that that is not indeed true, that Wyoming taxpayers yeah, right. pay their fair share and then some. But. 
That's right. And I, I believe there, there's another representative. I won't mention his name, but, you know, he said that I don't understand the problems in Wyoming. Well, I tell you, <laughs> a vast majority of the problems in Wyoming have been caused by our government, you know, and it's like, well, you know, so no, I do understand. And I do understand what, what the folks out there, you know, uh, I, and I'll never forget this guy. It was, this was on one of my, uh, oh, town halls, whatever you want to call it that I was doing last year. This one was just unique just because I just remember him. I can see his face right now, but uh, this guy is probably about 60 or so Marlboro man, you know, leathered skin comes in and, and uh, sits down and, you know, we went through the whole, the whole, uh, you know, town hall. And of course I would stay at these things as long as people wanted to talk, you know, and, and the longest one went, went was about eight hours, you know, it was, it was something else, but people just kept coming in and we just, you know, and, um, but anyway, he started telling me about this. He was a generational rancher, you know, and, uh, uh, here in Wyoming. And, uh, he started telling me these, uh, uh, and then at the end, and it was just, he and I talking, he, he kind of teared up a little bit and, uh, you know, he was kind of afraid, you know, he's going to lo lose everything. And I'm like, Holy mackerel. And uh, because of this, you know, and there's all these, all these compiling factors, you know, that he really, you know, and a lot of it's imposed by the, the federal government, you know, whether it's BLM, Forest Service, whatever it is, and then on top of that, you know, the inflation stuff, the the um, uh, and then these property taxes in here. And it's like, OK, what can we control? Well, we can sure as heck control property tax. And and so, you know, I hear that. And, and, you know, what happened in Jackson to where, you know, the folks who built Jackson and this is a generalization, the folks who built Jackson, you know, can't even live there anymore. Right. They're taxed out of their home. And you start to see that around the state, whether it's in Sheridan, Cody, wherever it is. And and uh, it's like, OK, you know, to me, it's just it's so un Wyoming. You know, it, it just is. And and um, so so, you know, it, it uh, uh, it's just something that needs to happen. And, and, and a lot of it, you know, should be a wake up call, uh, you know, and uh, for, for our state government. And, and uh, uh, but there's plenty of money out there. We, as you know, can. We do not have a revenue problem in this state. I mean, we get a lot of money. We have a spending problem and not a single one of those legislators down there who's against this would run their house the way they're running their, the legislature right now. They wouldn't because they'd all be broke. Let me let me tie this back to something you said earlier that is pivotal. You basically echoed the words of Reagan when you said government is the problem. And yeah. a, a lot of people will look at you with blank stare, especially the folks in Cheyenne. What do you mean Wyoming is the problem? Aren't we doing a, a fantastic job? When you go down to Cheyenne, one of the first things they talk about, if you bring up any sort of, uh, like the mask mandate, we brought that up, and the first thing they said, well, we'd lose our federal money. Oh, well, guess what causes inflation? Yeah. It's all of that massive spending by a broke federal government that just prints the money, that it doesn't mean anything. And we end up paying the tax through inflation, which right now is crushing. With them trying to help us, we, we can't avoid, we've got to spend all this federal money. Yeah. Got to spend the federal money. You're just exacerbating the situation. You're making it worse. Well, and, and to sit there and count federal funding as GDP, I mean, I, you know, holy <laughs> mackerel. But, yeah. you, you know, you're right. You know, and, and even down at the city councils, the school boards, whatever you want to, down at the lowest level of government, uh, but the most representative, because they're right here with the people, as you know. And, you know, you, you constantly hear this. Well, we'll lose this funding. We'll lose this funding. And, you know, I look at that and I tell you that torques me off because right there, 
right there, these people are placing a price tag on freedom. Absolutely. And I tell you, that there is absolutely no price you can put on it. And, uh, and, and I, and, you know, you know, uh, as, as you know, you know, when you, when you've seen and you've witnessed the in-state of tyranny and, and you, you, you look, you know, you're talking with people who've never even known freedom and never will. And you realize just how great we have it, you know, in the end, the folks are responsible for this because they keep voting for the same people that in there. I've said several times the greatest threat to Wyoming is an apathetic voter. That's right. And, that's, and right. that's what we face. I, I think we kind of should circle back a little bit to the reason we're sure. here. Oh, I hate yeah, using yeah. that term, circle back. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Circle back. <laughs> yeah. 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 We, should, yeah. we should go back a little bit to where we started before we forget to do this. Um, yeah. Where can people read this initiative? Where can they sign? You know, we need 30,000 signatures if, if this sure. is to come to the people. Um, yeah. I hear tell of a website coming up. Let us know where we're at there. Oh, you bet. Well, upon conditional certification, uh, which was the 27th of uh, August, okay, we have 30 days to gather uh, 100 sponsors around the state. Okay, and so we're in the process right now of doing that. So, um, so we're you know we've we've reached out. We've got a great network, you know, uh, of folks out there. Uh, and we're we're in the process right now of figuring out okay where do we have some deficits in sponsors and then we're reaching out to those folks and uh, to uh, in those particular counties or, or areas districts or whatever to uh, to see if uh, uh, you know people will help out on this now once once we get those sponsors and, and we've gotten most of them we send them down to the sex state's office and then of course they validate the individuals on there. Uh, once we hit that threshold of a hundred of a hundred validated, and of course we're we're sending a lot more down there because you know I'm I'm a uh, just want to make sure we have 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 extra. Then uh, what they'll do is um, the Secretary of State's office will send out three bids or at least three somewhere in there to print shops in Cheyenne, and then they'll give us those bids, and then uh, we'll pick one of those, and then that print shop will then print off the requisite number of sign-up sheets, okay? And now these sign-up sheets cannot be Xeroxed or anything, okay, because they're all serialized. And those sign-up sheets will go out to the sponsors. You know, I'll get some, Rich will get some, Cheryl will get some because we're naturally sponsors. And then and then that's when the sign-up process really, really starts. So, um, and that'll come uh, sometime um, probably in, in uh, early to mid-October, somewhere around there, hopefully, you know, we're trying to get this done because, uh, you know, as quickly as we can, because, you know, February 12th is uh, is the drop dead for getting uh, the, the 30,000 signatures in there uh, to the Secretary of State. So, but that's the process right now. And so we're in the process now and of, of collecting sponsors uh, and and uh, we are we are building a website uh, and that's BCR. Uh, voter initiatives, uh, and that's just simply stands for Brent, Cheryl, and Richard, and, and Rich. Very and, clever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know there's a lot of rocket science behind it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, but you know, and then and then so that's that, and that should be launching uh, here very soon. And uh, there will be a way for folks to 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 see this, uh, to become a part of it if they want to donate. And and just for the folks out there who are who are listening, is that. You know, each one of these initiatives and this, for each initiative, it's roughly about five thousand dollars to do these things because it's, you know, there, there's a significant fee when it comes down to. And that's just the the administrative stuff of actually filing with the secretary of state 
and then and then actually uh, signing a contract with a printing agency, uh, and and that that you know when it comes to the cost of you know the gas and you know everybody else doing their thing, I mean those are you know yeah. costs that are unrealized really, but uh, the administrative costs are you know about close to five thousand dollars on these things. I'm I'm a, you know somewhere around there. So you know and we we'll, we'll take donations if folks want to uh, make checks out to BCR Voter Initiatives. Uh, we have an account set up. Eventually it'll be uh, or soon. Hopefully it'll all be electronic. When when that site is up, then a person would be able to go there and read the initiative. I would assume yes. the people coming around with sign up sheets that you would be able to at that time read the initiative as it stands. If sure. you're trying to gather sponsors, it's imperative. And I yeah. learned this. I learned this quite frankly on the floor of the house. Just because you like somebody, just because you generally agree with them, still mm-hmm. read the bill before you sign on. Know know what you're looking at. Yeah. And there is, there's no secrets here. I mean, this is, uh, they're absolutely non, you're, you're, you're spot on. Uh, I have actually been sending it out sponsors so they can read it. And, and once those, those sponsors will have, uh, oh, talking points, cliff notes, whatever you want to talk, you know, as they're, Hey, Hey, this is what it's about. And it's the three main things, you know, it's, it's the Wyoming residents of six months prior. And then, uh, and then, uh, 50% of assessed value, uh, is tax exempt. And, uh, uh, so they'll have that, and of course they'll have a, uh, or they should have a, a copy of, of uh, the bill here, uh, also when they're out doing that, and uh, and it will make it very accessible for folks um, to see it because, like I say, there, you know, and there, we none of the three of us have any personal gain or anything. I mean, this is about you know this is about Wyoming. This is about our our freedom, and and quite frankly, you know if. Uh, going down this road, you know, if you look at the Biden 3030, if you look at the UN 2030, uh, you know, one of the primary targets in there is private property. And uh, so what we, the, the, you know, the, my objective with this is, okay, even though this is a small piece of it, you know, we, people should have the option, okay, whether they want to get rid of their home or not, not be compelled to do it because they can't pay their taxes. And, and, you know, it, you look, you look at, you look down the road, you know, if these things and these things are really starting to manifest themselves on a global level and, you know, globalism, you know, I mean, we started globalism after World War II, we in America did, but globalism is a threat when we see our national sovereignty and we see that day after day after day. And we, we're starting to see our state. Well, and more and more, we're seeing our state sovereignty seated. So it's like, we have to keep people in their homes, uh, you know, assuming they want to, I mean, it's all about freedom, you know? And um, uh, but but uh, you read the tea leaves on what's coming down and it's like, look, we we we, we have to do this. This is about freedom. And um, anyway, I don't want to you know, I don't know how far we want to go down in the global well, thing because could, I guess we fired up. So. You and I could go for a long time because we have a tendency yeah. to, to spin off of each other's comments. And that's because yeah. we we enjoy the same type of thinking, the same principled conservatism yeah. that is so lacking in Cheyenne. And yeah. uh, I just want to put out one more plea down there. If you're listening to this and you're frustrated about inflation, you're frustrated about property tracks, you're frustrated about the fact that Rocky Mountain Power wants to bump a 30% increase and there apparently is very little pushback so far. Um, if, if you're frustrated about the cost of fuel and you're interested in that, go back to a show I did here just recently about fighting a fuel tax because they want to raise that money. Get involved. Learn to use sites like wildleg.gov. 
so that you understand what your representative is doing and how he's voting. Maybe you agree with all those things and you want to encourage them. That's fine. Well, it isn't, but <laughs> you need to know who's out there fighting for you and who's out there fighting for the government. Now, you mentioned one other thing in there that I just wanted to touch on. You mentioned globalism. Yeah. And you mentioned the 30-30 plan, the 20-30 plan. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I just want the listeners to know that uh, Representative Pepper Ottman out of Riverton mm -hmm. and I are working on a show that'll be one of the next ones that comes out and don't yet know when that'll be released. But uh, there are a lot of things that you all need to be aware of, um, kind of sneaky backdoor politics and, and things that go on that completely directly contradict the liberty that God has given us. And you need to know that there are a couple of dozen legislators or more that are actually out there fighting this tooth and nail. By golly, you need, you need to send us just a few more. We need a few more butts in the seats, and we can turn this thing around pretty fast. Anyway. Boy, I, you know, I agree with that. I would really like to see the Republican Party in this state come out with objectives. And I believe that the first objective, the number one objective, and I know we can do this, is to have a veto-proof legislature of principled conservatives in 2024. I know we can do it, but it's a matter of wanting to do it. How bad do we want it? Well, and you, and, you uh, mentioned the Republican yeah. Party. The Republican Party across the state, as a lot of people know, is, is divided. Yeah. It's like two parties within one. And you'll right. find that a portion of that, and I won't venture to guess or exactly what the portion is because the conservative side is growing rapidly. But what you mentioned, having, having a kind of a contract concept, that's happening right now within the conservatives. We're talking about how to best package where we want to go, where we want to take leadership. One of the criticisms leveled against us is you people are all just new, you're idealists, or, or, you, know, you don't really understand how things work, and you're not, you're not able to govern. You're not able to guide the train. And uh, I, I think part of the problem with that thinking is that they have an entirely different destination in mind for where that train is to go. And so when we get a hold of the tiller and we start turning the particular direction, that they immediately turn around and say, you don't know what you're doing. But right. we will, well, we will prove that we do. Yeah. You're right. And I think, I think dovetail on that a little bit is that it is a completely different mindset. You know, they are group think people and we're not, you know, and, 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 uh, uh, we, but there has to be that one thing that's missing is there are absolutes. OK, there is absolute truth. OK, and that truth is, is defined by our creator, regardless of what, you know, any secular say or any, you know, any anybody from the opposite parts party says. And you have to believe that because it's, it's there. And and if you don't, then, you know, anything goes. And and so so I think that's kind of, you know, we're really at that precipice right now on, OK, which way are we actually going to go? And, and this is why people uh, have to, you know, they have to get involved. They have to stand up. And, and you know, the average person spends, what, three or se I can't remember what the number is, seven minutes a week on politics. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them one bit, you know. And uh, but it's like, you know, at least at the local level, at the, you know, you know, get 
at least understand who, you know, who, who the candidates are. And I always used to tell my Marines, in fact, when, 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 uh, when, when a voting would come up, I'd give them the day off. I said, you go vote. But I said, in, in a, to, to, to get them to vote. But I said, I want to see that little sticker that says I voted. And, uh, but, you know, we'd have these basic classes, you know, it's like, look, you, you find the two candidates or however many candidates and you find the one that, uh, you know, assuming you have three core values that you're not going to budge, whether it's the Second Amendment, abortion, whatever it is, and whichever one takes two of the three. I mean, guys, this is simple. You know, go vote for these guys, but understand who the candidates are. Well, I, I appreciate you and appreciate all that you're doing for the folks. Um, I wish you the best. I look forward to reading the updated version of your initiative coming out of the Secretary of State's office. And we'll have you back in the future to kind of give us updates where we're at and, and what's happening here. I also need to have you back just to shoot the breeze a little bit because it's, <laughs> it's always fun to wind you up a little bit and, and get you going. Thanks. So, uh, it's uh, been a pleasure. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sorry that you're no longer my neighbor just down the street, but uh, <laughs> Cody is better off for it. And keep up the fire, my friend. Will do. Will do. Likewise. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Ken.